What does the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary have to do with you and me? On this solemnity of Mary's assumption into heaven, we might be tempted to think that Mary's assumption has nothing to do with us. Our temptation might be simply to think about the truth that we contemplate this day, the fact that Mary, at the end of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heaven. But on a spiritual level, we might not see any connection between today's feast and our daily lives. The truth, however, is that Mary's assumption has everything to do with you and me, because where Mary is now is where you and I hope to be. So she is our hope. The truth that we celebrate today is that the Blessed Virgin Mary is sharing in the fullness of redemption that Jesus came to bring us. Mary lives eternally with the Lord, body and soul, in heaven. Now, when you and I die, please God, we will be with her and all the angels and saints praising God eternally. But we will be there with our souls when we die. Only when Christ finally comes to, to judge the living and the dead, as we say each week in the creed, only when he comes to judge the living and the dead, at that point, our bodies will be resurrected, and we then will live eternally, body and soul, in heaven, just as Mary does now. Because of her unique role in salvation, it was fitting that God blessed her to receive the fullness of this redemption before any of us. All of this, all of this, Mary's assumption and our bodily resurrection, all of this is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This is why the reading from St. Paul that we heard today, the second reading, is so important. Listen to a couple of verses again. St. Paul writes, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through one man, the resurrection of the dead came also through one man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all die. Be brought to life. Now, this all might seem a little too theological for Sunday morning, but the point is both simple and powerful. Jesus Christ conquered death when he rose from the dead. And he desires that each one of us share in his resurrection. He wants us to share in his resurrection by living eternally with him, but he also wants us to share in his resurrection every day of our lives. You and I, as followers of Christ, are called to participate in what we call the Paschal mystery of Jesus, right? His passion, death, and resurrection. And we're called to live in that passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus every day of our lives so that we can live with him 
eternally, but so that we can also live a life of holiness now. This is why Mary's assumption has everything to do with us, because we should look to Mary first as our pattern of holiness. She lived a perfectly holy life, and then we should look to her as our hope to be where she is. The question is, how can we believe, or how should we believe, that the death and resurrection of Jesus has an impact on our daily life? And how do we participate in that every day? Well, there are innumerable ways for you and I to participate in the death and resurrection of, of Jesus every day. And by living in the death and resurrection of, of Jesus every day, that's how we live a life of holiness. So how, how do we do that, practically speaking? How do we live and participate in the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus every day? This is just a few examples. So parents or grandparents, when you are tempted to lose your temper or your patience with your children or grandchildren because of, of their choices or because of their behavior. But you pause, you say a silent prayer, and you choose to react with love and patience. That's death and resurrection. Spouses, when you disagree over something and you're tempted to argue. Now, I know that never happens, but bear with me, okay? <laughs> when you disagree and you're tempted to argue your point until you convince your spouse that you're right, but instead you take time to listen, really take time to understand, that's death and resurrection. Children. Children, wake up. If you're fading out, this is for you. Children, when you know your parents are tired and you know it would be a big help to them to clean up the house or to help with whatever they need and you don't feel like helping, but you choose to do it and you do it joyfully, that's death and resurrection. When we're in line at the store or we're in traffic, especially trying this time of year around here, and we're tempted to give in to impatience, but instead we, in that moment, thank God for the blessings of our lives and we choose to treat others with kindness and love, that's death and resurrection. When we feel that we have a thousand things to do, and we're tempted to skip Sunday Mass to get things done, or we're too tired, we'd rather sleep in and miss Mass. But we know that worshiping God is the most important part of our lives, and so we choose joyfully to go to Mass. That's death and resurrection. See, any time we're tempted to sin, any time we're tempted to give in to our fallen human nature, and we choose virtue, that's participating in the death 
and the resurrection of Jesus. Because Jesus came to bring us new life, a new life of virtue and holiness. So Mary's assumption teaches us that we are meant to live with the Lord eternally. Her life of holiness is the pattern of our lives. And so we, we should allow this, her feast day, to inspire us to enter into Christ's death and resurrection each and every day so that we can experience the power of his resurrection in our daily lives and so that ultimately we can live with him eternally like Mary lives with him today.